Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here is your host, the one and only, and thank God for that, Rob Carson. Hi. <laughs> Uh, we are on, we are bad, we are nationwide, and uh, I'm glad to have you as a part of the show. Gigantic piles of material to get through today with regard to the economy, with regard to vaccine mandates, with regard to the Biden administration, and literally telling people to blow off a court ruling that halts vaccine mandates. We'll get to the unconstitutionality of that. I've got some great stuff on the Durham probe. Uh, I've got some insane uh, transgender stuff to talk about today. <laughs> Just... Just a ton of stuff to get to. I do want to mention this because I do the shopping in my family. I I guess maybe it's part of the hunter-gatherer thing, you know. I always feel good when I can provide for my family. I think most parents feel that way. Uh, as, a, as a man, I, I just, uh, you know, when I uh, have felt the most worthless in my life was when I was not able to provide or was not able to. I've always been able to provide, but, uh, you know, there have been, some, there have been some, uh, some dry stretches there just because, you know, it's radio. And so when I went to the store yesterday, I was noticing a, a lot of uh, bare shelves. Um, I don't know if this is a supply chain issue. I thought it was rather telling that one of the items that was sold out was ramen noodles. Because uh, when I was in college, uh, that was what I survived on. That and uh, uh, peanut butter and bologna sandwiches. I know, I know, I know, yeah. Uh, and then, oh yeah, and then, and then also white bread pizza quick with American cheese was my pizza. That was in college. So I, I thought it was rather telling that the ramen noodles were gone. Uh, the steak case completely full. <laughs> There's plenty, plenty of steak. Plenty of steak. You know why? Because uh, steak prices are through the ceiling. Beef and veal prices are up 41%. Uh, this is going to be the most expensive Thanksgiving on record. Yesterday, I also went and filled my car. I'm very blessed now because I work from home. I have a home studio, a home TV and radio studio. And I went to fill up my car after I picked up my daughter from school yesterday, and it cost me almost $53. Literally last January, it cost me $32, $33. And I can handle it now. There have been times in my life where literally I had to call my wife and say, honey, listen, can we, can I fill the car with gas or should I wait till payday? That's how rough it got. And uh, so I can't imagine if you're scraping by and you have to fill up a lot more than I do if you, if you work outside of your home, obviously. 
But this is massive. And what's making it even worse, grain prices up almost 41%. All right, so turkey prices are through the ceiling. I bought my butterball for 89 cents a pound about a month and a half ago. It's been in the freezer, thankfully, because otherwise that turkey is now like, I think it's like $40. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Home heating oil up 114%. All self-inflicted. All of this is self-inflicted by the Biden administration, and they don't care. They don't care. Residential natural gas prices up 28%. They're saying this winter between 42 and 54% increase. If you're on a fixed income, my mother passed away about five months ago. She was on a fixed income. This would have wrecked her. Electricity prices up 5.6%. Overall, uh, the producer price index is up 8.6%. This after a year of America being B-slapped. Middle class, lower class America being B-slapped by the government, by the economy, and things have only got worse under the Biden administration. The most expensive Thanksgiving on record. It's interesting, Christmas used to be my holiday. Now it's Thanksgiving for a number of reasons. I just hope and pray that we can minimize the amount of damage that this administration is able to do to the country before 2022. A court ruled, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled Saturday that the vaccine mandate announced by President Biden should be paused over concerns about its constitutionality. That's not stopping the Biden administration from marching forward and telling people, uh, basically, screw the court, get the vaccine. Broadly speaking, at least on the confidence, defending a policy is not a new thing from an administration, regardless if it's a Republican. Yes, but honoring a court ruling is, is not a new thing either. This is something that happens all the time. The administration, the administration clearly has the authority to protect workers and actions announced. I wonder what would happen if she was fastened to a uh, lie detector right now. It would be pegging out like a, an 8.0 uh, earthquake on a seismograph. By the president are de- designed to save lives and stop the spread of COVID-19. Of course, of course. And as DOJ said, they will yeah. be defending these lawsuits. But I also want to step back for a second Please. because there there is precedence here. You know, the Department of Labor has a response to keep workers safe and the legal authority to do so. Yeah, that's regarding like uh, hard hats and stuff. The secretary determines, secretary of the Department of Labor determines workers at risk or what is called the grave danger. And if it's not a grave danger. Yeah, it's uh, more than 99% survivable. If you look around and if we really, you know, zero in this past year, more than 750,000 people uh, have died of COVID. No, with COVID actually. Uh, you have more, about 13, approximately 1,300. Okay, jean Bejon, I'm going to move on and talk to uh, Mr. Sebastian Gorka. Actually, I didn't. My friend Grant Stinchfield at Newsmax did. And here's what he had to say about the court ruling and the Obama administration. Or the Obama. <laughs> you think that was a slip? You yeah. know what they said? Ignore the court's ruling. Yeah. <laughs> Don't wait. Do what we tell you. Well, look, first things first, uh, you're absolutely right. God, I love this guy's voice. This is how a dictatorship behaves. This is an impeachable offense. To say that a court has said no, and then the White House officially says, 
you need to do this anyway. That's impeachable as far as I'm concerned. That well, they did the same thing with the stay in Mexico policy. Makes the whole enterprise a criminal enterprise. What's going to happen? We have 27 states, more than half the states of the union, who are fighting this with their own court cases. Three of those are... We cannot let this vaccine mandate stand as a nation, regardless of how the courts rule. Governors that are Democrats. So there's no way this thing stands. We, we cannot. We cannot comply with this. And the idea that that cretin, Ron Klein, the, the chief of staff, perhaps one of the <laughs> dumbest people in the White House, said, yes. well, you know, OSHA does this with hard hats. Hard hats aren't injected into your body and you don't wear... Well, not generally, anyway. ...when you're in bed at home. This is about injecting something into your body that could change you forever and could have very, very negative health consequences for certain people who have certain conditions. So they're idiots and they're criminals. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with, uh, with Seb Gorka on that one. So, Jean Beljean also known as Corinne Jean-Pierre, who is just cute as a button, just cute as a button, uh, is uh, filling in for Jen Psaki, who is, uh, got the COVID. She's got the Rona. She's at home, I guess. Haven't heard anything from her. So um, here is uh, uh, Jean-Pierre Jean-Jean talking about the uh, possibility of, and this is the next affront to our liberty, a vaccine passport for domestic travel. This is unprecedented I believe in our history, perhaps during the Spanish flu, but hey, it's 2021. Thank you. The U.S. is now accepting fully vaccinated travelers from countries that were previously restricted during the pandemic. But oddly enough, illegals are able to come across the border without testing, then fly on airplanes without being tested or showing a vaccine. Huh. Huh. Given how rapidly the Delta variant spread here within the United States. It's a really deadly virus but only for people that we don't like. Over the summer, why are there still no vaccine or testing requirements for domestic travel? So, you know, we say this all the time, everything's on the table. We just don't have any announcement to, to preview. This is next, kids. <laughs> this is next. You right now on this. Um, so I, I don't have anything more to share on the domestic travel. Yeah, but everything is on the table. Uh, everything is on the table. They are thinking about it. This is the next great step. This is the next great frontier to shut you down and demoralize you. That's what this is all about. Meanwhile, Congress does not have a vaccine mandate. Meanwhile, Pfizer does not have a vaccine mandate. Meanwhile, welfare recipients do not have a vaccine mandate. Meanwhile, the USPS does not have a vaccine mandate. All this is is selective and punitive against the American people and those who would speak up. That's what this has become. That is what this has become. Unbelievable. I was planning on flying, and I still am planning on flying in December, to uh, New York. And if this vaccine mandate uh, becomes required on airline flights, I will not take the flight. I will not take the flight. I guess there's a testing requirement, perhaps. I'm not sure if that's going to be uh, uh, happening. But all of this is an affront to your liberty, your ability to live as a free citizen in this country. I want you to think about this. We've been here before. The world has been here before. Where we separated one group from the main group, the majority, 
and the minority was separated and the minority couldn't own shops, couldn't uh, engage in commerce or travel. We've seen this before. And it's really not a stretch. It's not a stretch to make a comparison between now in the world and uh, pre-World War II Germany. It's not. Listen, Democrats call us Nazis all the time. (laughs) I'm actually making a valid comparison. Show us your papers or you're not going to be able to travel. If you do not vaccinate, if you, do, you are not part of the, minor, the majority, then you will lose all of your rights and freedoms. In Australia, they'll send you to a camp, a vaccination camp, where you're sequestered for a couple of weeks. We've seen this before, kids. We've seen it before. And a little bit more from Corinne Jean-Pierre also known as Jean-Luc Picard and Jean Valjean, yesterday being confronted by Peter Ducey about paying $450,000 for illegals separated from their children when they come across the border. And I gotta tell you, I think Ducey pretty pretty much kind of nails her on this one. Why give taxpayer money to people- In a figurative fashion. Who broke federal law to get here. You like this question, Peter. We talked about, we talked about this yesterday. Yeah, because it's kind of a big deal. But not to the heart of the the point, which is that these people broke the law to come here, and they are going to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxpayer money. A couple of things. I mean, I cannot speak to this from here. This is the part. Oh, here she goes, passing the buck. Of justice. And we asked them, and they said no comment. So we have to ask you. Well, and I'm telling you that this is in litigation, and so you have to talk to the Department of Justice about this. This is not something that I can speak from here on the particulars. On the go to the DOJ. The DOJ won't talk to you. Come back here, and I'll send you back to the DOJ. Specifics, but you know, I said this to you yesterday, Peter. One of the things that we have to remember what why we're in this place that we're we are today uh-uh. is yep. because we had an administration that had an inhumane <laughs> immoral policy there you go you got to blame it on the previous administration literally this administration has never taken any responsibility for any of the face plants it's done uh, from the beginning of this administration here's a little bit more uh, Trump blaming Trump blaming that was taking babies away from their families from their mothers that's the that was the policy uh, yeah, the, they, the illegals were actually sending their children unaccompanied across the border uh, to be victimized by coyotes and, and sex traffickers, by the way. Yeah, I thought you should know that, Jean-Pierre, jean whatever. Of the last administration. That is why we are here today, and that's you asking me this question that I actually cannot answer because you got to go to the Department of Justice to get the particulars. <laughs> there we go again. But just to be clear, this is, that's why this is happening today. Yes, of course. Okay, so Mitch McConnell and Chuck Grassley have written a letter to the Attorney General. They say that any settlements to illegal aliens because they violated the law are wrong. Does the president agree with that or disagree with that? So yesterday I addressed and and I clarified the president's comments on the thinking on this because you asked him a question and he answered it directly. But anything about the process, again, anything about the specifics or the particulars, I can't answer from here behind this podium. So you would have to go to the department. She not only passed the buck, she passed 450,000 of them. That's pretty big. That's a pretty big deal. Now, here is where Peter Ducey uh, really gets her with regard to hypocrisy. This is really good stuff. She's a a scent reeling a little. There is a long line to get into this country legally. Is there any kind of discussion about giving people who are coming here the right way money? Why Why would we be giving people who are coming here the right way money? 
Why are you giving people who came here the wrong I, I mean, but I, I don't understand. Why are you paying people who broke the law when people who don't break the law get nothing? I understand the, the, the question. What She's is, her head's turning like a dog, like a little puppy dog going, uh, uh, I don't understand. Is, uh, you're, you're saying that we should, give, we, should, we should give people just money who are coming through? I don't understand the question. You're giving people who immigrated here illegally money. Like I said, like I said, <laughs> that's the Department of Justice. It's DOJ. It's DOJ. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. If you ask the, uh, the president, if you ask his uh, spokesperson who's filling in, Jean Beljean, about $450,000 given to illegals who came here illegally, what other country, honestly? Think about this. Okay. Say, for instance, France. Uh, you decided you're going to sneak into France. And, uh, and France said, hey, here's the deal. <clears throat> because we separated you from your kids for a couple of days, we're going to give you 450,000, uh, well, it's like a million euros. Do you suppose that if you were uh, looking for a place to live and you were coming from an S-hole country that you'd go to France? I think you would. And this is going to start an avalanche. I mean, we've already got an avalanche. This is going to, to make it a tsunami. How's that? Here is a Cedric Richmond, Biden spokesman, saying now that uh, if you ask this question, it is disrespectful. The president's in the loop. But the president said at the beginning of his administration on the campaign trail that he would have an independent Department of Justice, that he would not direct the Department of Justice what to do. And if you go back to the question, the question was from a Fox reporter asking about whether compensation for being separated and losing a child or sending your child across the border unaccompanied yeah because that's mostly what happened be an incentive to come to america and what he was saying was that was an absurd question from the beginning no one's coming somewhere to lose their child to be separated from their loved one and do you realize that uh i, I doubt that I mean, there's got to be a tiny tiny percentage of americans who will be able to save $450,000 for their retirement. And we're going to give it to people who came across our border illegally. And the question is so insensitive, disrespectful, that that's what he was commenting to. And I, mean, I would ask the question of you, whether you support that. I mean, at some point, we cannot, with a straight face, say that parents are willing to separate. Well, let's just roll out the freaking red carpet. Let's do that. Let's. Well, actually, we're kind of doing that anyway. From a child uh, for a dollar amount. That's just not true, and, and we should not. Here's the interesting thing. Um, when you do something illegal and you are incarcerated, uh, you can't bring your kid. So I would assume that every person in prison right now or have been in prison and separated from their children while they're in prison are entitled to $450,000. I'm thinking there are some January 6th protesters who should get $450,000 as they languish in a jail in Washington, D.C. with no charges and no bail. How about that? I think you know how I feel about wearing masks. But many of us have to wear them. You have to wear them to get on an airplane if you're going to be traveling with your family this, uh, this Christmas, this, uh, this Hanukkah. You want to check out Unmask, okay? The Unmask. Just go to getunmask.com. I'm going to tell you a secret 
in just a second about this product. Something that uh, even the designers of the product don't know that I'm going to share with you. These are designed and hand-sewn right in the United States. The Unmask is the only mask on the planet specifically designed to provide you and your family with essentially unrestricted breathing while providing virtually uncontested access wherever masks are required. They're made of two layers of ultralight, extraordinarily breathable materials. The Unmask won't muffle your speech or fog your glasses, and it's comfortable enough to be worn for hours on end. Now, here is my special promo code to get 20% off your first order of Unmasks. Use the code NEWSMAX at getunmasked.com. Getunmasked.com, promo code NEWSMAX. Take my word, if you're forced to mask up, especially for holiday travel, you'll want to get the unmask. Here's the secret. I did this entire commercial wearing an unmask. Getunmasked.com, promo code NEWSMAX. So Kamala Harris is uh, setting records for her new poll numbers. Yeah, yeah, she is. The lowest in history. I'll share that after this. Our Kamala theme song on the Rob Carson Show, done by Jim Gusset. There's a girl under Creepy Joe. She cackles like a wounded crow. She can't wait to see Joe go and send off to the home. They say Kamala really got around. She dated every guy in town. And then one day she met Willie Brown. The rest is history. He said, Kamala, you're a fine girl. But she's got big plans, it's clear to see. In six months, president she'll be. America will say, we'll say Kamala's in the White House. A disaster <laughs> she will be. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't give a damn about this country. You know, Kamala. That's a Jim Gossett, by the way. That and uh, two S's and two T's, uh, jimgossettcomedy.com. So it's interesting because Vice President Dick Cheney, I'm not a huge fan, uh, he was villainized by the media. He was destroyed by the media from day one. Day one. And his lowest approval rating was 30%. Kamala Harris is at 28%. <laughs> that is an all-time record. Lower than any vice president in history. And now she's over in, uh, in Europe, in France, talking about border issues in Europe. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I mean, how much do you have to suck as a human being that if you've got every sycophantic media member uh, slobbering over you on a daily basis and you can't even be as popular as Dick Cheney, who was like Hitler incarnate, According to the media, according to Saturday Night Live, I could go on and on. This is really fantastic. Oh, my goodness. What this really means is that her approval rating is lower than 28%. (laughs) That's what what it means. Wow. It's cutting through. Isn't this great? All the propaganda is uh, falling by the wayside. Oh, and by the way, only 15% of Americans strongly approve of President Joe Biden's job performance, according to a CNN poll. A CNN poll, oddly enough. 
they think for some reason that passing this infrastructure bill is going to cause this to increase. This will cause it to fall further. This president is ruling against the will of the American people and has been for a very long time. As I mentioned, we were kind of behind the eight ball with regard to protests against the vaccine, and it was kind of surprising because we, as uh, supposedly the freest country in the history of mankind, the greatest engine of economic and individual freedom in the history of mankind, we, uh, we took it. I mean, we just took last year and this year, and, and we stopped going to church. They, 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 okay, no problem. We'll just not go to church. We'll close down our businesses. We'll close down our schools. We'll keep our kids home. I mean, we did it all. We took it like uh, we just got on the train. <laughs> we just got on the train, man. No questions asked. Well, here's what happened yesterday in L.A., this on the heels of massive protests in places like New York City. We are over Grand Park in downtown Los Angeles, right across from City Hall, and we see a large group gathering and more people coming here, anti-vax protesters. There's a rally against mandatory vaccinations, uh, law enforcement, uh, firefighters. We've seen a lot of signs, uh, no forced vaccination, stop the mandate. Of course, one of the things they're concerned about is December 18th of this year is a deadline for those vaccinations for city employees. If they don't have it, they will be terminated. A lot of mandates getting into restaurants and other things of that nature. Yeah, you can't go anywhere. You've got to get a uh, safe pass LA. This is your, uh, this is your little marker you got to carry with you. You got to show your papers. And your kids got to show their papers. Here is uh, a Bill de Blasio, New York, talking about how kids are going to have to show vaccine papers to do anything. At what point will you ask them to also start checking for vax cards for five to 11 year olds? That's a very good question. And honestly, one we need to focus on now. We want this is evil. to get to the <laughs> day where we actually could evil. vaccinate the youngest New Yorkers and get that rolling. Everybody at football games is saying, let's go, Brandon. And, and you know, and you know that uh, left-leaning parents and Biden voters uh, who have kids named Brandon and they're at you know, soccer, playing soccer, uh, they really hate the fact that they can't say, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Think about it. You know that's happening. You know, you know that there are people like in the D.C. area, you know, in, in Montgomery County, where they got their kids in soccer, you know, on the soccer field over the weekend. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're all Hillary voters and, and Biden voters and their son, Brandon. They can't say, let's go, Brandon. I just think it's amazing. And it's a metaphor for what the American people are saying about the, uh, the Biden administration overall. And you can tell by the, uh, by the uh, approval ratings. Uh, joining me on the, on the phone is a commentator, a Newsmax contributor, a Trump advisor, Corey Lewandowski. Uh, Corey, very nice to finally get to meet you, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Well, thanks for having me on. And look, as you guys know, I live in New Hampshire, so I know something about saying, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> I, I think this is uh, I think this is fantastic, uh, and and it's interesting, Corey, because the left just hates the fact that we've taken something profane. Uh, well, I'm I'm fine with the other chant to be quite honest, just not you know around kids, um, but but we've kind of done it with a wink and a nod, and it's taken over the country, and they they're just going insane over it. Well, they don't know what to do about it. And if you remember, it was about a week or maybe 10 days ago where there was an article published that Donald Trump Jr. at a rally started the chant that said, let's go, Brandon. And he asked for a retraction because the chant was not let's go, Brandon. It was the original chant. 
that was actually started that day. And so the Washington Post had to go and write a, res- a rescission uh, to, to rescind it and say, Donald Trump Jr. did not start Let's Go Brain to the chart. The- the crowd actually chanted, and then they had to put the words in there. And it was just maybe the greatest, you know, time ever that the Washington Post had to make a correction. So I thought it was pretty appropriate. Yeah, you were in the uh, in the crosshairs during the Trump administration. You know the profanity, the inanity, not, uh, the insanity uh, that Donald Trump had to confront for years, and it's amazing. Uh, the left is all butt hurt now because people have changed something into "Let's Go Brandon," and it's catching on b- b- beyond their wildest dreams. You know. Well, well he, here's the interesting part: people have very short memories. Remember when? Uh, they had the, the head of Donald Trump held in the hand as a mock, you yes. know, uh, beheading of him. Remember when Madonna went out and said she was going to blow up the White House? These weren't veiled threats. They were actual threats against the sitting president of the United States. And celebrity after celebrity after celebrity repeated them and endorsed them and condoned them. And now the American people are go- coming out and saying, let's go, Brandon. The reason they're saying that is not because our economy is booming. Not because Joe Biden has done a great job, because they're fed up with the lies of this administration. Joe Biden, if you believe the public polls, has a 38 percent approval rating and Kamala Harris has a 28 (laughs) percent. I can tell you in the polling I have seen, it is much lower than that. When you look at the direction of the country, there is nobody in America, not independents, not moderates, not Republicans, not Democrats, who think it's going in the right direction. That's all on Brandon. Remember, Brandon was going to fix all these things. (laughs) He was going to come in and be the adult in the room. Well, he has once again demonstrated that the media gets what they wanted. They got Donald Trump out of office, Joe Biden in office. We're the laughing stock on the national stage again. We have, you know, we've got John Kerry out talking about climate change when he's bringing his own private jet over there to talk about it. They're saying it's the biggest threat in the world. We've got a disaster leaving Afghanistan. We've got, you know, trillions of dollars of spending so our children, our grandchildren will be debted into oblivion. That's what Let's Go Brandon is about, is reminding these people that we're not going to take it anymore. Yeah, now, uh, you also uh, were involved in the Trump administration uh, throughout this entire uh, Russia collusion uh, farce. Uh, Now we were discovering with uh, three people indicted, uh, it looks like we're getting closer to Hillary Clinton uh, and her involvement. It's fairly obvious. It's nakedly obvious. A word I don't like to use uh, in the same sentence with Hillary Clinton, by the way. But um, uh, it is obvious that the Clinton administration was involved and it was a distraction, I believe, from the real Russia collusion, which was her, Uranium One, $150 million to her foundation. Uh, and, and that's what it was all about. There was no compelling interest in Russia wanting Donald Trump in the White House. He was a hawk on defense and a hawk on trade. It n- made no sense. What do you think is going to happen with this investigation and your thoughts on the Russia collusion hoax? Well, look, I'm one of the guys who testified in front of Congress for, I don't know, six or seven different times to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees. Yep. So what we now know, and I knew at the time, was a made-up story by people who lost an election who couldn't bear the results of the 2016 election cycle. And so a bunch of Hillary Clinton staffers got together right after they lost and said, well, there's no way we lost fair and square. Russia had to have something to do with this. They, we know unequivocally they took campaign money. They paid a law firm called Perkins Coie to go and put this dossier together, which is a complete, uh, you know, illegal act on campaign finance laws because there was no attorney-client privilege on this. This whole steel thing has been made up from the beginning. The whole thing has been a fabrication. And I'm glad some people are fine, finally being held to account. 
However, look at the damage it did to our country for the first two years of the Trump administration. We were under a siege every single day saying that there was Russia collusion. And what you just articulated is so true. Nobody had been tougher and nobody was tougher on Russia than Donald Trump. Look, Joe Biden can't stand up to Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin laughs in Joe's face. He was afraid of Donald Trump because he knew Donald Trump was going to be tough. And this whole collusion that the media was obsessed with and won Pulitzer Prizes over, we all found out now, and I knew it at the time, was a complete fabrication, a complete hoax, and it did amazing damage not only to our country, but clearly to the credibility of some of these media outlets who ran with this story and would not stop on it. Corey, we, uh, we don't have a lot of time left here. I did see on your Twitter feed a wonderful video. Uh, Gaylord High School principal threatening students if they don't wear a mask. Uh, tell me about that. Tell our listeners about that video. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. It's amazing. You had a bunch of students who all whip out their phones when the and principal says, put your mask on. They said, hey, you didn't. You told us we had a few more days to do it. And what did the principal say? No, you didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't say that. Well, in, the, in this day and age, and your listeners know this, everybody has an iPhone, and they just refuse because masks for children are jokes. Okay, look, COVID is a very real thing. I had COVID. I know people who've had COVID. If you've got pre-existing conditions, take care of yourself. But this notion that we're going to put a five-year-old in a mask to protect them when they're not at, at risk, is really big government and big pharma taking over. I hope that, and, and I, uh, you know, sure, I'll encourage it. I hope that, uh, that high school students around the country just go to school. You can't suspend everybody. It's nonsense. My daughter has to wear a stupid mask. And I was at her school yesterday. Kids walking out of the school, 50 yards from the building, still having their masks on. They've been brainwashed by this nonsense. And, and I hope that this, this, uh, this attitude, and I'm not a big, you know, uh, kid protests, march out of school, blah, blah, blah. But as far as the mask is concerned, I hope millions of kids just say, you know what? We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. And we don't yeah. need your stupid masks. Hey, it's supposed to be a follow the science. It's about follow the politics, and that's the truth. You look at what the state of Florida has been able to do to lower their COVID infection rates, and you couple that against what the state of New York has done. Remember, former Governor Cuomo surrounded the town of New Albany with military police to prevent people from escaping. No one wants to talk about that during the beginning (laughs) worlds of COVID. And now we're trying to indoctrinate our kids and get them shots that we don't know the efficacy, the long-term efficacy of those shots from 5 to 11 years old, my kids won't be taking those anytime soon. Good for you, my friend. Listen, Corey, it was great having you on. I'd love to have you on the show again. I uh, really appreciate your insights, and uh, uh, perhaps maybe in a couple weeks we're going to have you on with regard to the Durham investigation. I'd like to uh, know your thoughts. Uh, where can people find you on social media, my friend? Look, Twitter's the easiest way. It's uh, C. Lewandowski, uh, underscore C. Lewandowski. It's usually, if I'm going to be somewhere, that's the place to be. And, uh, you know, I, I know I hate to say because I don't want to, you know, get too far up front, but until the Trump world social media is up and running, you may be our only option right now to communicate on a broad scale. 100%. So John Durham's latest indictments impugn the source of the now-debunked Steele dossier's most salacious accusations. Igor Denchenko, scheduled to uh, be arraigned Wednesday at a federal courthouse in Alexandria, Virginia. He's expected to plead not guilty to five counts of lying to the FBI about he obtained about how he obtained information that ended up in British former spy Christopher Steele's dossier. 
So he provided the information about the supposed PP tape, etc. Michael Sussman, a lawyer who worked for Democrats in Hillary Clinton's campaign, was indicted in September. He pleaded not guilty to charges that he lied to the FBI in 2016 meeting in which he shared purported links between the Trump Organization and the Russia Bank, which was a lie. Robert Mueller's probe into suspected ties between Mr. Trump's 2016 campaign in Moscow. He filed uh, criminal charges against 34 individuals, made their lives a living hell, including seven Trump associates. His work resulted in 12 others being referred for prosecution, but did not find evidence of a criminal conspiracy or coordination between Mr. Trump and the Kremlin. And MSNBC and Rachel Maddow still refuse to admit they lied and lied and lied. Here is John Ratliff, former National Security Advisor, talking to Maria Bartiromo about the latest, the latest, and exposing the truth about this hoax. A referral had to be made to the FBI. Unfortunately, as you see from that document, the referral went to disgraced FBI agent Peter Strzok, who had uh, just weeks before receiving that referral, uh, had sent text messages promising to F Trump, to stop Trump, to make sure Trump would never become president. So as you as you uh, said, this was the plan earlier. Uh, the person who was supposed to be investigating the fakes didn't work, so they stole the election. Deal dossier before John Durham ever got involved in 2020. This is 2016. Was Peter Strzok, and instead what he did was bury that part of it as it related to Hillary Clinton, and instead took a dossier that he knew to be false, used it to get a FISA application that he knew to be illegal, and used it to perpetuate an investigation that went on for four years that misrepresented everything to the American people. And that's why everyone associated with the Steele dossier, with its creation, its peddling to the FBI, and its use with by law enforcement authorities um, against the Trump campaign illegally, is in criminal jeopardy right now. And this criminal uh, investigation cost us millions of dollars, and we were called liars for four years. Our president was called a liar for four years. I want to see all of the intelligence about this supposed Russian collusion. And what I found was, and as you're finding out, is there was, of course, no Russian collusion between the Trump campaign uh, and Russia. But what I did see in intelligence documents, some of which I've now declassified, um, that there was collusion uh, involving the Clinton campaign and Russians to create a dossier. And so what John Brennan's notes reveal is, you know, we talk about these indictments. Igor Danchenko is now the third person to be criminally indicted in connection with the Steele dossier. This is a big deal. Uh, for peddling something that, that was uh, known to be false to the FBI. But what's important here is John Brennan's own notes reflect and the, and the, the, the other document uh, that I declassified show that our intelligence community and our FBI knew this ahead of time. They're thick as thieves. The intelligence community, the Justice Department, the FBI, they're all rotten to the core. Keep fighting. That's all I got to say. Keep fighting. Thank you for joining me today, guys. Please share this uh, podcast with other people. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the digital platforms where it is available. If you would, please um, share that with other folks. Also, uh, this weekend, my TV show is on. Donald Trump thinks I'm the funniest person on television, although it's really hard to be funny lately. <laughs> it really is. 
God bless our first responders. God bless our military veterans and departed. God bless our first responders. God bless you. Yeah, you too. You too. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.